0: Welcome all of you slashery camp counselors to the late night fright right here on WKMF Cozy Corner Public Radio. I am Dan and with me as always is my very jingly jangly video store clerk co-host Faith. Say hi Faith.
1: Hi Faith. But wait a minute. Yes. Weren't you the video store clerk? I was a video store clerk
0: (laughs) back in my my youth, my (laughs) wayward youth. Well, here we go. Episode six of FX's award-winning horror anthology series, American Horror Story, now in its ninth season. And I don't think either of us saw the pivot that this episode took coming. (laughs) So let's get started with a brief synopsis of the episode. Faith, this is from the hard-working people over there at Wikipedia. Mm -hmm. Wikipedia, Faith, it's not lazy. What is it? Efficient. It's efficient. Here we go. Cue the music. There it is. One year after the events at Camp Redwood, Richter has grown weary of Ramirez's murderous tendencies and alerts the locals to his presence, giving Richter the chance to drive away alone and resulting in Ramirez's arrest. Four years later, the ghosts of Montana and Xavier, still trapped in purgatory on the campgrounds, kill anyone who trespasses, much to the frustration of Ray's ghost and the ghost of other counselors. Meanwhile, Margaret has become a rich real estate mogul by renovating infamous murder locations alongside Trevor, who survived her murder attempt, and thank God for that. The two entered into a contentious marriage amid Trevor's threat to expose the truth. Margaret chooses Camp Redwood as her next project, to the chagrin of Chet's ghost. A reformed Richter, now living a quiet life in Alaska with his new wife and son, learns of the project. He returns home one night to find his wife murdered by Ramirez, who broke out of prison with Satan's help. Richter gives his son away and leaves intent on killing Ramirez. Brooke is seemingly executed for the Camp Redwood murders, but Donna, posing as the executioner, saves her, so Faith... What did you think of the 100th episode of American Horror Story?
1: It was not my favorite, unfortunately. It didn't have the same vibe as the rest of this season, so it kind of lost me just a little bit. And then being the 100th episode, I don't know, it wasn't as... um I don't know. Epic. This? Yeah,
0: epic. Yeah. Epic. I was expecting some familiar faces possibly from the uh, other series mm-hmm. to pop up. Not necessarily as their characters, just the actors themselves. Right. You know, possibly a, a quick Jessica Lange cameo or a uh, Connie Britton or Dylan McDermott or uh, Evan Peters possibly. Right. Somebody somebody from one of the previous episodes mm-hmm. to pop up. Um, I was not a huge fan of this episode. It, it took me... By surprise and Mm -hmm. and threw me for a loop. Yeah. Really threw me for a loop. So let's get into that. Uh, What about this pivot? Because the note here I have is we got away from everything that had been established in the first five episodes. And I would say that you and I were both correct in our view that the last episode, Red Dawn, was indeed an ending of sorts. And this feels like a new beginning. It's mm-hmm. so new, in fact, that we're not even in 1984 anymore, which right. which I'm going, well, why are we calling it 1984? i right? like,
1: why not just call it 1980s or something?
0: <laughs> yes. And and we both said that there was a twist coming. We felt that there was mm-hmm. some twist coming. Did we just see the twist? Was that the twist?
1: I don't, it doesn't feel like it. No, it doesn't,
0: it doesn't, does it? It
1: doesn't really feel like it.
0: It really doesn't. Um, With that said, I did have something I I liked in in this episode. My absolute favorite scene of this episode is beginning with Richter and Ramirez. And one of the things I liked a whole lot was the way that they used music in the scene where Ramirez gets captured using both Paranoid by Black Sabbath and Can't Fight This Feeling by Ario Speedwagon. And uh, two pieces of music that I really think capture the inner workings of the characters in the scene. And uh, Ramirez has Paranoid by Black Sabbath as his theme in this (laughs) And uh, Richter's motif is Can't Fight This Feeling by REO Speedwagon. So music has been a very big part of the show since it started. Uh, What did you think of the use of music here? I
1: thought it was really cool. I think it was nice that I feel like we got to kind of go into their mindset a little bit. Yeah. Kind of where they were, you know, in their minds. I think that was a really cool touch.
0: And this was the prologue to the episode Mm -hmm. before the credits ran, which got my hopes very high for Mm -hmm. this episode because... We're coming off of last week where the police come, it's daylight, the camp is, uh, you know, the murders are exposed, you learn that there's ghosts now at the camp, Brooke gets hauled off, and uh, Richter and Ramirez go off on their adventure, And and I thought that, you know, this to me felt like what we had seen before, so this is a continuation of what we had seen before. I didn't, you know. Obviously, we both didn't like what came later. Right. But I had high hopes seeing this. We go into the credits, which I really like, and then we're on to something that I'm really not quite recognizing. Right. If that makes sense, yeah. you know, it just felt like um, felt like something else. Yeah. It does it feels like another show? Yeah, the almost? the vibe is. It's completely is off.
1: Really, it's really different.
0: Right. Yeah. Right. I don't know. Yeah. The the vibe is different. I because know, I mean, at
1: least the, the you know, what are we six episodes in? Yes, so the last five. I mean, they all still, you know, they feel like one whole piece or one whole story, but feels like Friday still, the
0: 13th, Halloween, oh, yeah. um, Elm Street in parts. Yeah, you so know. this
1: feels like we're starting a new season or something, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, like it
0: just lifestyles of the rich and famous, you know, like <laughs> like other pieces of the 80s are yeah. coming in. So, well, um, again, so we just talked about things we didn't like, but we both really enjoyed John Carroll Lynch as Richter, a.k.a. Mr. Jingles. And I know that we threw out the possibility around episode three or so that he could turn out to be more of a hero than a villain. And uh, everything that the actor and writers have been doing so far has generated sympathy for him. So let's follow his story through to the end of this episode. What do you think of where they've taken Jingles? Because he almost seems very well adjusted, doesn't he? Mm-hmm. In In a way.
1: Yeah. I like, that was like my favorite part of this whole episode was where they had him. Because I feel like he kind of got that. um,
0: Redemption. Yes. And a little bit of happiness after being framed for an awful, heinous murder. Um, And not trying to bother anybody.
1: Right. Just going to work. He has his little family. Yeah. He seems like he's just. You know. and maybe
0: trying to do the community a solid uh i did like uh the scene where he's in the video store <laughs> and the girl uh yes. returns the tapes and says hey you gave me the wrong tapes and uh all the movies were movies that have influenced uh the show you know uh, yeah we had
1: nightmare on elm street nightmare
0: on elm street was one of them yeah i can't remember that but yeah i, I noticed to those. i noticed it and i should have written that down i'm realizing <laughs> that now but elm street was the kicker i was, like, was like well yeah that Maybe it was one of the Halloween movies, possibly. Yeah, Friday but the 13th. Friday the 13th in Halloween, something. maybe. <laughs> but you shouldn't be watching ho- horror movies. You know, like he's doing this public service yeah. announcement. You know, I think John Carroll Lynch is really great as Richter and yeah. as Mr. Jingles. And, and I've said this before, he's. Uh, slowly becoming my favorite part of the show. And he Mm -hmm. was my favorite part of this episode Mm -hmm. Um, as different as that story really turned out to be. So our ghosts at camp Redwood make an appearance. Kat Rosenfield of entertainment weekly says that the ghosts at camp Redwood Redwood are numerous and fabulous. What do you think of the goings ons at Redwood?
1: I don't know how I feel about that. I'm not sure where I'm leaning on that. It's a little, I don't know. I really don't know. How
0: I feel about it, I don't either. It's just because maybe the show could have been about them at this point, right? You know, it's but, just
1: like, okay. and I feel like so much
0: time has gotten away, and 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 I, this feels you keep you said it so well. It feels different, uh-huh. it, you know. I don't know where they're going with this, but. You know, I mean, it was a, it was fun to see uh, our girl Billy Lord. Yeah, of uh, course. Yeah, that, I mean that's murdered. the plus.
1: You get to see all these people that you liked that were killed. You know, obviously yeah. they're they're still on here, but it's just I don't know. It's it's a strange little plot twist that I don't know how I feel yeah. about. You know.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, well, when we saw that scene, one thing that struck me is that the big dick playa. Trevor Kirshner was not among the ghosts, and I was looking for him. I really uh, was. I was too. We discovered that he has indeed survived and is now married to Margaret and is a kept man. Faith, is this a fate worse than death for our favorite big dick playa? And what do we think of Margaret's transformation to spooky real estate <laughs> mogul?
1: Yeah, I would rather be dead.
0: <laughs> it's a, it's a fate worse than death for big dick Player, Trevor <laughs> Kirshner, and um, and that was I thought that was wrong of her to make fun of his uh big dick. <laughs> Cause she did,
1: <laughs> she did,
0: she did. She's awful. She's a murderer.
1: <laughs> I know, and I don't. I don't know how I feel about her. I don't know. There's a
0: lot of we don't know how we feel about this. <laughs> and I'm not being funny. Like no, it just, because
1: it, it's like it's like you said. It's so different, and it's something that I wasn't really expecting at all. So I'm not. I haven't really processed what I think of it because it feels so different.
0: <laughs> right. <laughs> it's just, right so uh well let's 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 trudge through it finally we have the execution and resurrection of brooke played by emma roberts what did you think of brooke in this episode are we moving her more into villain territory or is she the hero
1: i don't think she's the hero i think we're moving
0: her into villain territory because i think we're positioning richter as the hero and we think Mm -hmm. he is the villain at the beginning of the piece i have
1: a feeling that her and donna are going to go out and get margaret
0: yeah, I that's, would that's I would I'm go at. with that.
1: And and Brooke I liked liked during this episode. I was really curious to see where she was gonna go after being arrested, you know. what I mean Yeah. Um, when does that where does that story go? But um oh, she didn't bother me here and I think it's interesting that obviously Donna was in there with her.
0: Yeah, I saw that coming when yeah. when, when when she got quote unquote resurrected. Yeah. Um so let's wrap this up. Does it seem like we've gone the long way around in this episode to end up right back where we left off? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> we're setting the pieces up to go back where we were. <laughs> and it just seems to me they were doing such a great job of keeping up that pace with the slasher they movie were. vibe. The
1: intensity of every episode was just boom boom boom. You know, it just hit you. Yeah. And this one just kind of was like, Okay. Yeah. Maybe it'll be back.
0: Hopefully, like I said, you know, because last time episode two was, I wouldn't call it a pivot episode like this, mm-hmm. but episode two was the last one where you and I went, eh, kind of like that. But episode three then turned out to be one of our favorites in the entire series. So, no, I'm not giving up on this yet. I just oh, yeah. felt like this was just kind of a strange, you know, lifestyles of the rich and famous mm-hmm. type 80s episode. Like, look at all this 80s culture. And I, I just. I thought they were doing such a good job with the with the sweaty you know yeah. slasher movie yeah. that they were doing. So um, uh, here's a question: Were you waiting for Margaret to be in possession of the murder house from the first season? They were going through the listings of her properties that she owns, and mm-hmm. uh, she made the point uh, that they wanted to get the Ted Gein home. Mm-hmm. You know, we talked about Ted on our uh, Silence of the Lambs episode. Um, were you waiting for a reference to the murder house? Because I was. Yes. <laughs> and it got to a point where i was kind of i had not checked out of this episode but i was not into it and i was like right. man if they show the murder house that would be really cool right about now mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? yep so uh, are we setting up for the big confrontation at the music festival or is it something more
1: man i don't even know anymore
0: <laughs> i don't either one more question will billy idol make an appearance <laughs>
1: Maybe.
0: Maybe. Maybe. All right. So uh favorites. We always do favorites here. My favorite line was Ramirez had it in this episode. Idol only plays one way, full <laughs> throttle. And I'm wondering if the real Night Stalker was uh was as into Billy Idol as as this Night Stalker is, because I find that to be like a weird character, uh-huh. you know, beat. I don't know much about the real Night Stalker. So um yeah, idol only plays one way, full throttle, and I got a real kick out of seeing uh Jingles drinking his tab when uh when when uh, Ramirez got arrested. Did you have anything that you that you really liked? I
1: had already mentioned it earlier, but I liked the whole story for jingles in this episode. Yeah. I thought that was really cool. But that's about it really.
0: Well, we have uh what, three more episodes to go, right? Uh, yes. is this the sixth episode that yes. we watch? Yes. Seven, eight. No, we have four four
1: episodes. See, I, I even read, I don't know if it, it might have been a rumor. Somebody said that they cut it and it's now nine episodes, but I couldn't find anything of it.
0: Okay. So I don't know. Okay. Well, as far as we know, it's still ten. Ten. Okay. So we have four four more episodes to go. I, I have faith that, that uh, I don't even feel like the ship is off course. I just, <laughs> uh, this is so left field you know so so just i didn't see this coming so
1: i I miss like the dark tone
0: yeah the episode was very bright too wasn't it
1: yeah and i think that's what's thrown me off i just really like the tone and everything of what was happening at the camp
0: well all i can say is i have faith praise the lord (laughs) and by lord i mean billy lord (laughs) so Next episode and from here on out needs more Billy Lord mm-hmm. and Trevor Kershaw. Yeah, played by say. Matthew Morrison, aka the big dick player. So well I have I have hope. Do you have hope for, for the do, remaining? Episodes? I do.
1: I mean I'm not giving up on it, so I like to see at least where it's gonna go and how yeah, it's gonna end.
0: Same here. Same here. Well, we will find out next week, won't we? Well, and when sure we will. find out, we will, you know, give our thoughts and pass them along to you, the listeners. Thank you all out there so much for tuning in. I am Dan. And I am Faith. And we want you to keep, keep your, your monster, monster on, a on a leash. We'll see you on the other side.